Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Journey with Janice podcast. I am so excited to have my friend, Leon, a.k.a. Leon the Jokester, on the podcast with me today. Leon is a Christian comedian and minister from Oklahoma with a powerful story. We connected recently through social media, and I knew he was someone that needed to be on the Journey with Janice podcast. So y'all are about to be blessed with this episode. Welcome, Leon. Hey, Janice, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you for being on here. I'm so excited for today's episode, and y'all aren't going to get to hear our like 20 minute conversation we had before the podcast even started, but I'm like already all fired and stirred up and excited and encouraged for this episode. And I'm so thankful that God connected us so we could do this podcast today. Yes, yes, yes. We're gonna have a good time. This is this is fun. And uh, just sharing the love of God, man. That's what we're all about. Amen. Amen. So Leon, I love starting out my podcast whenever I have guests on with five fun facts, just so listeners can kind of get to know you a little bit. So you up for that? Okay, let's do it. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> All right. Question number one is, tell us something on your bucket list. Something on my bucket list. I definitely, one day, Janice, we're believing God for it. I want to open up a comedy academy for kids and teach them how to be uh, kingdom comedians for uh, Christ. Okay, jaw dropped. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I want to come like teach kids too i that's amazing i love that that is such a unique answer so that's my that's my dream like of course i could say i want to go to new york city one day with my family tokyo japan to win souls for the kingdom but if if god said right now what is it that you really really want to do in your heart i would say aside from doing stand-up comedy live i would love to just have like a school i mean i would love to be able to raise the kids up so then they can have a uh a blueprint of like, hey, man, this is how you do comedy to uh, reverence God and honor him with every joke. I bless it. There's such a I, I just know there's going to be such a need for that, too, and a desire for people to to do that. I did um, a comedy show back here a few months ago and I actually met some teenage girls at Chick-fil-A because don't you know that's God's kingdom place? <laughs> like, like whatever. and this teenage girl was like, I want to come to your show. I've always wanted to do Christian comedy. And so it's like I, it, it'll be amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait. For you to start posting about it i'm just calling it out <laughs> yes thank you and i receive it yeah definitely i <laughs> <laughs> love it number two is tell us your favorite quote and or scripture yes my favorite scripture uh, was given to me by god in 2016 when i lost my vision in my right eye completely through an eye disease called retinized pigmentosa and so the scripture is second corinthians 5 7 walk by faith and not by sight And then my favorite quote came from a Christian rapper by the name of Lecrae, and it's stand for something or fall for anything. I love it. I got to see Lecrae and the whole like 116 crew a couple years ago, and it was so good. And I love that scripture too. So good. Yes. Okay. Number three is if you could have a coffee date with anyone past or present, who would you choose? Um, To be able to sit down with someone and pick their brain, uh, over coffee it will have to be eric thomas because he's the number one motivational speaker in the world right now and he's like totally for christ he's uh, motivating like uh ncaa players nfl players and i mean like the guy is just going hard for the kingdom and i mean he's the number one he got ranked number one motivational speaker in the world he's in every church in the nation so that's who I would love to sit down, pick his brain. And then also, if I can add a second, is John Maxwell, because John Maxwell is really big on leadership skills and principles that we really, really need to be successful in life for the kingdom. I love that. When you do your coffee date, I'm going to show up and just sit at the table next 
just sit at the table next to you. I'll let y'all have your conversation with my notepad. <laughs> I, I was it. like, hey, is she stalking us? And John Max was like, who's <laughs> the woman from Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just going to have to wear one of those glasses with the mustache kind of thing. Like, you'll never know it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's funny, Janice. Okay, number four is who are your heroes slash role models? I'm going to definitely go with my mother because without her, I wouldn't be here. Uh, she raised us. She did everything above and beyond. She's uh, definitely a hero of mine. Definitely a hero of mine. Um, she's uh, She turned 70 May 4th. She just released her first book uh, uh, and, and it's on Amazon and all that good stuff. And so it's just a blessing just to see my mom with the joy of salvation, even at her age, because I know people that, you know, they lost their, their their joy of salvation and I'm praying that it would be restored. Uh, but to see my mom like go strong and go so hard for the kingdom of God all of these years, man, like 70 years is no joke going hard for the kingdom of God, especially with spiritual warfare left and right. Ephesians 6 talks about that, but we put that full armor of God on and she's always taught me that. Um, so that's uh, she's definitely a hero as um, far as role model uh, is concerned. I'm definitely going to go with uh, my tour manager in Texas, uh, Kevin Whitaker. You know what I'm saying? He's a great role model for me because he's, I think, I think he's about like a decade older than I am. And he just always consistently every week pours into my life, prays for me. We have Bible study weekly. And a lot of times people don't have that in their corner, but I do uh, by the grace of God. So I'm very, very fortunate to have him in my life. We've been friends for over 13 years. I, I met him around the time I was a, a Christian DJ. I was DJing for youth ministries and everything back in the day. And uh, yeah, man, so he's definitely a great role model of mine. Wow. What a blessing. I'm like, every time you share something more about your story, I'm like, okay, this guy just keeps getting cooler and cooler. And can we like, can we like put the car in reverse here and talk about your mom's book? Because you left me on a cliffhanger here. I want to know what her book is and I want listeners to know so that they can look it up. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, uh, my mom, uh, if you uh, go to Amazon and just type in uh, Pat Pearly um, uh, or Patricia Pearly, you know how we got these aliases and um, uh, you would definitely be able to uh, find her collection uh, of, of books. I'm just so excited. Like, it, and like I said before, once you type her name in on Amazon, you're going to see a long list of every single uh, book. Uh, she has workshops um, that she's teaching. And also the cool thing about it is my mom didn't just release, uh, release books. She also has like a journal uh, that, that you can purchase along with the book. And so, yeah, I'm just like super ecstatic at the fact that like God is using my mom, you know, with the way that she is, Janice. So I'm really, I'm really proud of her. I love that. I'm like, okay, gotta go. I gotta go shopping. Sorry. Bye everybody. No. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I will link it in the show notes too. So yeah. you can find it. Thank All you. right. Last, last fun fact. What is one thing that God is teaching you in this season? Oh, definitely patience. Um, patience is a uh, key because when you lose your sight, which is, I feel like is the number one, one of the number one senses that we, we, as humans, we, we desire to have sight. If you can't see, man, where are you going in life? But the, the beautiful thing about uh, Christ is that he said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. So whether I have natural sight or just the spiritual sight that I currently uh, carry with me as of April 21st, 2009, I just believe that wherever I'm going, you know, God, he got, he has me, he, he got my back. And so, you know, uh, walk by faith, not by sight. That, that's what I'm standing on. And that's the end of that discussion. <laughs> Amen. Drop the mic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. So Leanne, you kind of talked a little bit about your story, kind of weaved it in through the five fun facts, but can you just tell us more of your story? So who is Leon? Well, who is Leon? Leon is definitely uh, an individual that I call, I call myself a, 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 a King's kid. Like, I'm in the kingdom of God, man, and uh, only by his grace, I'm still standing here. And I don't just say that because, you know, there's a lot of people that use that type of language or vernacular just to uh, kind of, you know, get through a podcast or to get booked for certain shows. But I actually lived this life uh, sold out for uh, for Christ. Uh, God gave me a scripture, Proverbs 1130, he who wins souls is wise. And so that's pretty much my mission in life. It's to just continue to uh, spread uh, laughter, man, at every show that I go to, every church that I'm booked at, 
Um, even outside the churches, man, Mark 16, 15, Jesus tells us, uh, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You know, that's the good news. The gospel is the good news. So when I go out and do these comedy shows, it's just a blessing to be able to plant those seeds of righteousness into people's heart. Now, watch this. Before 2016, because that was the year I started in Christian comedy, before that, I was a, a project manager, or some may say in Tulsa, a program coordinator, and I helped people with developmental disabilities. So I had about 35, 40 people on my caseload. I was uh, managing them, and uh, I still probably be there had I not lost my uh, vision in my right eye completely. I still have vision in my left eye. And doctors have tried to say, you know, oh, by the age of 50, you will be like Stevie Wonder, completely blind. But I'm not going to believe the report of the doctors. I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. And so with that being said, like I enjoyed, you know, my years in college. I graduated from Oral Roberts University, uh, class of 2010 with a journalism degree. I love to write. I published four books of my own over that time. Um, the first one was a DJ after God's own heart because I was a ministry DJ and then uh, I have one called uh, End Times, which is perfect for now because that came out in 2011. And so uh, I just believe that everything that I touch is, is anointed by God. Uh, and I boast and brag in the Holy Spirit's power of doing so. And so, like I said before, from after college, worked a job, uh, helping people with developmental disabilities. And then after that, we got right into the comedy. I stepped outside one day of that job when I stepped down from the position, Janice, and I basically looked up to the heavens and told God, like, what should I do? And he spoke very clearly that you're going to make people laugh for the rest of your days. And we've been going hard ever since. Oh, I love it. And and I try very hard to not interject while people are talking on my podcast just because it makes the sound wonky. But like internally, <laughs> I'm going, yes, yes. Amen. Come on. Yes. This is so good. This is so good. And I just I love that. I love that you talked about even just at the tail end of what you said about looking up to the heavens, talking to God, asking him, because I think so many people grapple with like, what is God's plan and purpose for my life? <laughs> mm -hmm. And it really is as simple as seeking him and letting him reveal that. And so I don't think we have to go through life wondering and trying to like, you know, well, we'll fake it till we make it kind of no, like just ask him and then step out obediently because, and I love that you're doing comedy because obviously I'm a fellow comedian. And so like yeah. laughter is good medicine. And that is like what the Lord has showed me on repeat, just as I've been stepping out more in that realm. Um, yes. just the, the ability to, for people's hearts and minds to be healed through comedy. And so I love that. So let's talk about your comedy ministry. So okay. can you tell us how that started? What's the story behind it all, all the details? Yes. Well, in James chapter four, verse eight, um, it says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. So whenever we want to make a decision in life, a lot of times we want to go on our own opinions and lean to our own understanding. When the Bible says clearly, do not lean to your own understanding. We have to start with the fear of God. And when I say fear of God, I'm not talking about I'm afraid of God. We have nothing to hide as uh, 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 believers and ambassadors of the king. Um, Jesus Christ being the king we cannot fight against the king as true ambassadors of Christ. So a lot of times in 2023, you'll see on social media, everybody's opinionated, but you can't override your opinion with a king. A position as a king means that, that their word is their bond and that's what goes. And so when I asked the Lord after I stepped down, I was like, man, Lord, how am I going to you know, be able to live. Um, I have $200,000 in student loans from Oral Roberts University, and I need this job. But he told me this very clear. And I always talk about this on stage. God told me that if you have faith like a mustard seed, we're going to move those mountains out the way. All you have to do, Leon, is write jokes for my kingdom. Don't compromise. Just keep writing the jokes and performing and blessing the people. I'll take care of the $200,000. This was said to me in 2010 by his spirit. But guess what? In 2016, I got started with the uh, the comedy, right? And then in 2017, 18, I still owe $200,000. It was $100,000 because it's $25,000 a year. And that's the four years. But then there's a thing in America called compound interest. And uh, uh, so it, it, it basically doubled. So it was up to $200,000 in stu student loans. And I'm like, how, how in the world, God, are you going to wipe this out without me making six figures in America? And while I was doing what God said in obedience, I was writing jokes 
And I kid you not, I got a letter in the mail in 2018 that said all of your loans have been completely wiped out because of your vision impairment. And I just I just started crying. I was like choked up for for months. I was just like, whoa, like who, what in the world? My God said, I'm a faithful God, right? I said, absolutely. He said, are you going to listen to people or listen to me? I said, listen to you all the way until my death day. And he said, okay, let's move forward. And, the, and that comedy thing's been a blessing ever since. Um, He's told me, if you want the, the jokes to be right for the stage for my kingdom, you got to come into the secret place. People think that secrets is a bad thing, but actually the Bible is very clear in Psalms that like you can worship God in the secret place. When I'm in rehearsal doing comedy, I'm in the secret place. I'm in the full presence of God, Janice. And what God is telling me, he's like, stay in my secret place. And I'm going to tell you, say this, move this around, move that over there, say this, say that. And then when you go out there, people will think you've been doing comedy 20, 30 years and it's only been seven years. So that's pretty much my journey in comedy. Of course, we have a plethora amount of stories, but just humbly speaking, that's what we have so far. I love that. And even as you're talking, I'm just thinking about the difference because you can make someone laugh all day long, like God's gifts and calling are without repentance. And so someone can have a gift of humor and be funny without yes. the anointing and the anointing is what destroys yokes of bondage. And so like, even just kind of seeing the reflection of my own story is I've, I'm like, you're, you're like, I'm like a rookie in the comedy world. You're like, you're more pro cause you've been doing it a lot longer, but even like the end of last year, God called me into a season of rest. And I was like, but God, I have a comedy show coming up in February and I'm like getting kind of antsy about it. And he was like, just <laughs> trust me, I'm going to help you with the script. And it, and it did, it was in the secret place. Okay, God, how do we take all of this that I've had in a Google Doc for two years that I've just been waiting on God's timing to to step out into. And it all came together by just hearing his voice and letting him when I was released after the new year to start working on it. And then it was, it was the same thing where people are like, so this is your first, and that, like people that didn't know me were like, this is the first time you've ever done this. And it's like, yeah, because God's hand is all over it. And so I just, I love hearing your testimony and just your boldness, because I believe when we share like, Hey, like, just share like our story and how we started. Like it can really empower other people to step out to people that are maybe like, I don't know, afraid to step out or afraid of whatever to just yeah. be bold and step out into it. Because I say this all the time, but like we never know the ripple effect of our yes to God and how that's going to impact other people. And so the amount of people that you've been able to impact because of your yes to God is just, we'll never fully know. So I love that. Yeah. yeah. Your testimony about the debt being paid, like come on somebody. <laughs> like, yeah. That that's is huge. Oh, it's so powerful. And I love that God continually reminds us, like, if he gives you a word, stand on it until you see it through, because he's not going to ever go back on his word. And uh -uh. so he told you he was going to take care of that. And he did. And I'm just like, his word, will not, his word will not return back void. Like he, like when I first started, it was like pulling teeth to try to figure out and uh, my create, like to be creative, Janice. But then over time, it became like, wow, the overflow. Like in my phone, I have literally 2,800 original jokes that have not been on the stage yet because every single day, just in my prayer time and my, re my Bible reading, something else will pop up. Got to say, say this, say that, put this in your phone, save this, save that. And so now I finally, after seven years, have gotten to a place where I'm going to sit down and actually start pulling uh, the curtains back on, you know, all of those jokes. Because I mean, I never thought, you know, thousands of jokes just sitting there, but it's, it was for, it wasn't for me to just say, okay, I have so many jokes. Let me just go ahead and just toss them on, on the stage because we're not trying to be famous. We're not trying to win the, the, the approval of men. Like Paul said in Galatians, like if we're trying to do that, we're not being, uh, 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 we're not, um, obeying God. And so my thing is, is that, okay, Lord, I'm going to be faithful and just keep you know, writing and writing, um, like uh, Habakkuk, uh, Habakkuk, uh, Habakkuk, there you go. <laughs> Greek I've heard it pronounced every way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 write the vision down and God will make it plain in due time, so in due season. And so this is the season, Janice, for me to write everything down. And now God is about to make it super plain for everyone to be blessed by. Because when you're doing it for the kingdom of God, you can't lose. I tell people all the time in comedy clubs that, you know, what do what are you, why are you doing this? Do you want the approval of people laughing? And, uh, but you're hurting them with your, your words, like the profanity, the sexual jokes, all that stuff is not uplifting them. They may be laughing because they're hurting. Hurting people hurt people. But what happens if you take your material and you turn it into 
uh, uh, God's uh, uh, material. Then I call I call my jokes God's material. Then you not only bless the people and edify them, but then guess what? When you go home from the show, you feel great. You lay down. If God calls you home, the trumpets blow in your sleep. You're good. But if you're out there just oh, I gotta make millions doing comedy, making people laugh. Everyone on Netflix, I gotta be like them. You're chasing the world, and you're gonna lose your soul in the end. Mark eight thirty five. Come on. Yeah. That is so good. And just even as you're talking, I'm thinking about how we have the power of life and death in our tongue. And so it's like, what, what is the fruitfulness of what you're producing as you're on the stage and everything you said, 100% agree with it. I just want everyone to touch and agree right now that Leanne is coming to Michigan at some point in Jesus name. Thank you. (laughs) I'm not coming anywhere without a jacket, Michigan, (laughs) Michigan. I need some sponsors. I need North face right now. North face jacket. If you're tuning in, I need a North face jacket. The same ones the Caucasians were wearing the winter time. Oh, that is so funny. Okay, now I'm going to tag North Face when I post this. Like, yeah, sponsor, yeah. They say, oh, well, wear the God's yeah. face jacket. I need a North Face jacket. I'll get a God's <laughs> face jacket in heaven. Oh, that is so funny. That is so funny. You got to pull that out when you're here in Michigan. I'm just going to say when, not if. When you're here in Michigan, that's so good. Oh, so you kind of touched on this a little bit already. So we see so much compromise in our culture and sometimes, sadly, even in the church. So how have you taken a stand against compromise in your own journey, ministry, career? Well, that's one thing that we specialize in is non-compromising material, non-compromising comedy, non-compromising faith. Uh, God is a faithful God. And I believe that the least we can do as human beings created by him, Psalms 139, is for us to be able to be faithful to the call that he has upon our life, Janice. And so I truly do believe as a pastor of 10 years, as a comedian for Christ, all of this has come together to work for the good of God. And so I don't have to compromise at all because, I mean, let's be honest, I've turned down $1,000 checks. I've turned down a $3,000 check because they wanted me to compromise. I said, no, I'm not the comedian for the job. And you want to know what else? I'm not going to refer another comedian that I may know that will do something like that. You know, because we're always ministering to people. Uh, uh, My thing is this, is that, you know, Jesus Christ didn't compromise to go to the cross for my sins. So I'm going to do what Luke 9, 23 says, deny myself, pick up the cross and follow Jesus all the way. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that we're impeccable in all of our ways. Sometimes, you know, we, we, we hit a rough spot, but guess what? I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. And, and by faith, you know what I'm saying? We're going to win in the end. We're going to finish the race strong. So compromising is interesting because people will do that for the love of money. And Jesus said, you can't serve two masters. You either love him or love the money. Which one is it? So I know that, you know, when we go to churches, sometimes it's like, well, we don't have money. Can we do a love offering? I said, do whatever you guys need to do. I'm just here to spread the gospel. We all make it work regardless. But this is what I say. I'm going to say this and then I'll be done with that is that if you look back in, 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 in time and you look at all of the famous people they call legends, uh, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, all these different people. My thing is this. Before we start calling people legends and stuff, what was the content about? Because one thing that uh, I still get bothered by sometimes when I think about George Carlin, he was one of the biggest comedians of all time, according to the world. But guess what? In his set, he always tried to plant seeds of getting people to not believe in God. Now, my thing is, do your jokes. But if you're going to get on stage and you're going to speak with boldness to make fun and mock Jesus, guess what? When you die, you're going to stand before God and you're going to have to give an account for every empty word spoken, Matthew 12, 30. So we have to be very, very clear. You got to be filled up with the word, planting the righteousness on that stage, or you can be working for Satan, you know, demonic activity in the world, spiritual warfare everywhere we go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if people don't believe in spiritual warfare, turn on the news tonight. You'll see it. People are killing people left and right. So what are we going to do? Speak life or speak death? I'm going to speak life. And for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Joshua 24, 15. We have to be 
ambassadors of what Christ has said and told us to do, Janice. And we're going to continue to speak that loudly to the people because these comedians out here have a, a responsibility. People love to go to Kevin Hart. People love to go to uh, Dick Gregory, Paul Mooney, George Carlin, Richard Pryor. But the reason why I list those secular artists is for this very reason, not to judge them, but to show that they have done everything to compromise for the millions of dollars. Kevin Hart, believe it or not, I read his book years ago, and he said that his mom raised him in the church. And when he used to ask her when he was 19 years old, uh, uh, mom, are you going to help me pay rent? She said, did you read the Bible today? Yeah, mom, I read the Bible. He didn't read the Bible. Come to find out when he opened up the Bible one time, the checks fell out for his rent. So that was a seed planted by his mom. So Kevin Hart knows that he's supposed to be doing Christian comedy. But I'm going to tell you something. Just like Beyonce used to sing in the church and left, Whitney Houston used to sing in the church and left. There's people that start in the church and then they end up leaving for whatever reason. It's because spiritual warfare. The devil is he's not playing fair. He walks around like a roaring lion looking for someone that he can devour. So he's going to pull those people out if they will, if they come, if they are willing to compromise. They don't have to go because we all have free will given to us by God Almighty. But if you say, oh, man, that money looks good. I'm going to say this, then I'm done. Matthew chapter four, verse one through eight. The third temptation that the devil presented to Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ stood on it is written. He said, the devil said to Jesus, bow down. I'll give you all these kingdoms in the, in the world if you will bow down and worship me. Second Corinthians 4 verse 4, the devil is the spirit. He's, he, he's in the atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? So he's the, so people have to be very clear that just because people are on, on award shows, Janice, they say, oh, well, I thank God. Who's your God? Because mm. 2 Corinthians 4 4 says that, hey, man, you that like, like he's the God of this world, lowercase g. Satan is the God of this world, lowercase g. So I, I'm, I'm very, very clear when it comes to compromising. My passion is to bring the fire of the Holy Spirit to every show. We're not playing games. If the religious churches don't want us, it's fine. Pharisees and Sadducees didn't want Jesus. So I understand that. But we're trying to go to people that understand that God created laughter. So if you're a church out there that is spirit filled and walking in the obedience of God, let's go. Let's do a comedy show. Amen. Yes. I'm like, you better preach. You better preach. I'm just sitting here. I'm like, I still want my like North Face jacket from Michigan. It's like dangerous. Okay. Like I'm like so many things I want to say. And you hit on the scripture earlier that, you know, mm. what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose a soul, lose your soul. And, and we know that lo the love of money is the root of all evil. And so it is, it's, it's sad to see people walk away from what the, you know, what God has given us those gifts and choose to use them to advance the kingdom of darkness instead of God's kingdom. And so the word that just kept stirring in my spirit as you were talking was just like integrity. Are we the same person in every setting? And that's something I talk about a lot too. It's like not being chameleon Christians, like who I am, who you who you encounter in my home is the same person you're going to encounter at church in the grocery store and all across the board. And so living that life of integrity and not compromising, not conforming to the pattern of this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then the second part of that verse talks about in Romans 12 too, then you'll be able to know what is his good, pleasing and perfect will. And so, yeah, you got me all stirred Amen. up here with, with talking about this and it's so good. And I think the lie that so many people have bought and you hit on this too, is just that like, if it's not crude, it's not funny. And that's so not true. And I know we shared some stories like off script before we started recording here, but just about how just our own testimonies of our shows and things and how much laughter, you know, happened to people like literally like <laughs> you were like putting people in the hospital, Janice, like from laughing <laughs> so hard, but it's true. Like you can bring such a, re a refreshing humor and, and we know like, you know, where his spirit is, there's times of refreshing in his presence. And so like, I want people to get free when they come to my shows and I know the same thing for you where they just encounter his presence in a way that maybe isn't normal and, and just leave refreshed and, and edified. And so I love well, all Janice, of it. You, and Janice, you know, in the new Testament, they were having comedy shows. The apostle Paul said in Ephesians, it's like out of chapter four or chapter five, he said, no coarse joking. He was he was he was hearing people make jokes that weren't lining up with the things of God. So I just truly believe that if we study the scriptures and see, wow, he said no coarse joking, no gestures that will be like full of perversion or whatever. Like, think about that. People are on stage 
spewing out perversion and thinking that they're funny. And that's not funny because why do you have to speak death over people to get laughs? And so those people behind closed doors, you find out later on, there was a Netflix comedian committed suicide like a few months ago. And he, and then there's another one that died in his sleep. And so like people got to understand, we don't know tomorrow's not promised. So we don't know when God's going to call like blow the trumpets for. So we don't want to be playing a rush, Russian roulette with our salvation. We want to make sure that we're saying, okay, Lord, if I'm going to do this for you and give you honor and glory and praise for it, man, I can't compromise. Now I can, cause I have free will, but it's, it, it's, it's not going to go well for me in the end. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh and, and that's the reason why Janice, I told God, I said, God, I, whether I do one show, 10 shows, a thousand shows, it's all for your kingdom. Cause most people think it's quantity over quality. The world thinks quality quantity over quality is better. Meaning that, Oh, look, uh, look, Facebook, I got 50 shows, but what are you doing with those 50 shows? But then for me, it's quality over quantity. I may do three shows for the entire year. And then it's like, I, like the Holy Spirit sat down and we made sure we killed it for those three shows. Why? Because we weren't focused on the quantity as much as the quality. I want to be focused on the fruit of the spirit manifesting at every show at a high level. So that's why it's quality over quantity. But the secular world says, nah, it's about quantity over quality. They lack the quality because they're focused on, oh, look, I got 40 shows on the flyer. I got 50 shows on the flyer. I'm doing it big. But what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose your soul is what I end with. Yes. And you said this scripture earlier too, and I just want to bring it up again about how we are going to give an account for every idle word that we speak. And that's not just to comedians because I mean, just to be fair, most of the people listening are not going to be comedians, but that's in your everyday conversations. That's in your interactions with other people. Like, what are you bringing? What is proceeding out of your mouth. And I had even talked to my best friend earlier. And I said, like, Lord, set a guard over our mouth. Keep watch over the door of our lips. Like, I, and it all starts with the heart because we know the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And so it's an overflow of our heart. And so it starts there with keeping our hearts pure before him. And so that's a whole thing we could get off on 10 rabbit trails with <laughs> and preach on that. But as you were talking, I was even thinking about the parable of the talents and how, how the master gave to three of his hired servants. And it was five he did five talents, two and one, each according to their ability. And I think when like people listen to us and they're like, well, you know, it's, it could be easy to tune out because maybe you're not called to the comedy realm or, you know, that's not your calling. But whatever it is that God has called you to, he's given to you according to your ability. And so he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. He's anointed us for what he's called us to. And in the end of that parable, which you can go read about it, it talks about how each of them had to give an account and that's our life too. We're going to give an account for what we do with what we've been given. And so are we, what are we producing when you were talking about, okay, yeah, you got 50 shows, but you know, possibly doing it all in burnout and just showing up and doing it just to say you did it. But yes. are you bringing your best? Are you like the woman with the alabaster who pours out everything for him and just giving him your best in those things. And so, yeah, that's a whole thing I could start preaching on, but I want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I want Preach to talk. It. I'm telling you, this could be a 12 hour podcast because I have so much to say about all of that. But I do want to speak to, I would love for you to speak to listeners who know they have a call on their heart, comedy or not. And they know God's calling them to something more, something new, but they feel like they're stuck moving forward. What words would you speak to them? I would definitely say like, start today. Today is the day of salvation. So you know, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So while we're working our salvation out with fear and trembling, we have to have ears to hear what God is telling us to do. So a lot of times, you know, uh, we will get into positions, uh, even when we start going to church on a regular basis, Janice, we will start thinking that, well, maybe God doesn't want to use me over here. Maybe God doesn't want to use me over there, but we have to always be clear that God is looking for people to say, Hey, I'm going to step out of the boat like Peter, and I'm going to grab the hand of Christ, his spirit. And I'm just going to say, you know what, like whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. And we got to learn to take risk. Why are we afraid to take risk? We took risk when we were in the world, we took a risk every night we went to the nightclub to party. So why is it now that we're on fire for Christ? It's almost like it's trivial. It's like, oh, should I do something for God today? Yes. 
Yeah, do something great for God today. Like, like, like every voice, praise God. So we need to like just start taking risks. I don't know what, what the holdup is, why people are so scared. People look at me and they say, well, you have a disability, but you went out and got your nonprofit. Yes, I'm an American. Like when you're in America, you go get a nonprofit, a 501c. Every senior pastor has a 501c. Why weren't they scared? Because they got out the boat. And so, uh, so what is it? You, I tell people all the time, Janice, what is it that you want to do? What is it that you like to do? Well, my pastor said I could be a part of the Easter program and the Christmas program. No, I asked you, what do you like to do? Not what the pastor has set up in his organization. You need to ask God, what is it that do you like to, to sew? Do you like to draw? Do you work on cars? Do you do comedy? Do you paint? Do you make cookies? Do you make apple pie? Whatever it is that you touch, pray God's anointing on it. I know some guys here, they named their company now when they war room and they got some anointed hot wings. And even though I act like I'm a vegan sometimes, I eat those hot wings. Yeah, with extra barbecue sauce, just like we go to Chick-fil-A. We know chicken is giving us heart attacks. But chicken from Chick-fil-A is different. It's anointed. So whatever it is that you do, make sure you pray to God. You say, Lord, I'm going to do this because I like it. And you given, you put this in my heart to do, and I'm going to pursue it. Now, now, let me say this, listeners. If you can't sing, you can't sing. So don't be forcing it, American Idol. Don't be out there just, oh, I'm going to sing Amazing Grace. Now, you may have to sit down and let someone else, let Tasha Cobbs do the Amazing Grace. But what I'm saying is that if you you know what you're good at, if you shoot basketball well, then okay, do it for the kingdom of God. If you do comedy well, do it for the kingdom of God. Whatever it is, we all have spiritual gifts. And so don't wait. I, I hate to say this on a Christian station. Don't wait on the pastor to tell you, Okay, now you can use your spiritual gifts on our platform. No, you will be in a nursing home by the time a pastor says, oh, I'm going to share the mic. No, you got to ask God, what is it that you call me to do? Because I sat in churches for years and I let them tell me, oh, just sit down and just listen to another sermon. And I'm looking at everybody else flourishing. Joel Olstein got private jets. Everybody got Rolls Royces and Stacey Adams shoes. I said, when, is, when am I going to catch my big break? I stepped back for a second, still attached to the church, but I stepped back and said, Lord, I like to make people laugh. He said, okay, go forth. And I kid you not, we've been on 20 city tours ever since for the last seven years. And so that that's where I'm telling the that's what I want the listeners to know is that you can it's nothing wrong with a nine to five. But when you're at that nine to five, you better have a blueprint in your phone of what ideas you have been called to do. And, and in the name of Jesus, I'm done. I'll, I'll mess around and do a part two of this. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. Anyone on here that knows me knows Janice has a million thoughts right now, too. That is so good. And even with the first part of when you started talking, I just kept, oh, yes. I was like, yes, we are not puppets. We are not puppets. We have to step out into the things God's called us to with boldness. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. So have that boldness. And I love what you said. Don't wait for permission to step out. I'm so thankful that I have always had leadership that has had a proper perspective of Ephesians 4, that, that their role is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And so my pastors yeah. have been incredible about empowering people to step out. Does everybody do it? Of course not. But like, I've always felt like that permission, quote unquote, not that I need it, but to be like doing the things God's called me to, to do. And, and I've counseled so many women, so many women who are held back because they don't have that. They're they're not only not getting permission from their leadership, but their permission, their leadership is actually hindering them and, and encouraging them to not step out. And it's, that's a whole thing I won't even get into, but, Oh, it's, it's frustrating to me because I see the golden people and I'm like, why aren't you doing this? If this has been on your heart for years, why are you not doing it? It's like, because my leadership, you know, doesn't think that it's God's time or this and that, whatever. And I'm just like, what? And there is a time and a place for every season under heaven. Like that's, that's biblical, but I'm just like, "Mm, something's off here. And so using discernment with that too, but yeah, everything you said, I stamp my amen on it. It's, it's, it's so good. And if everybody were living in the fullness of how God created us to function and in our anointing, I just preached on first Corinthians 12 at my church 
last Sunday about the body of Christ and how God puts us where he sees fit. Like he's the one that puts us where we need to be. And so really touched on comparison a lot last Sunday and and just like empowering and encouraging each other in the call of God, knowing that you have a place, finding where you fit and then doing it because that's, what's going to advance the kingdom of God. That's, what's going to push back darkness. That's, what's going to draw people into the kingdom and just, and just bring glory to his name. And so I love everything. And and learning and learning too for all the people tuning in, learning too how to um, take those baby steps. Like instead of buying a pair of $300 Jordans, you go buy the nonprofit. You know what I'm saying? Instead of buying the Michael Kors purse, you'll have to go uh, use that money to buy flyers and get your marketing game up and your branding up. So I think like we have to realize that God has given us the resources is what we do with the money. You know what I'm saying? Like people wonder like, why you pay, you know, $800, you know, for this website? Why you had to pay $2,000 for this? I said, well, by faith. Like, like I believe in this and a lot of people don't even believe in themselves. So we are here to encourage you on the journey with Janice. Like, like we got to encourage people like Miss Janice is doing, but we have to continue to encourage people that like believe in Christ. I want to just, I got to be careful when you say, you know, believe in yourself because you believe in yourself because God created you with great purpose, but believing that the Holy Spirit is going to do everything that he says in his word. But you do have to invest. And, and I know that that hasn't been preached heavily in the in the churches over, over a few decades. Like you have to invest in what it is that you want to do. Everybody else does. So it's like, what what's holding you back? You know what I'm saying? So we have to. And then also, if you feel like you have a talent and no one's giving you a chance. Don't be mad at the pastor or the church. You have to learn that everything that you want to do is already out there in the world. It's already like universally out there. And what I mean by that, because I don't want people to get weird and say, oh, you're talking about the universe because it's all kingdom talk. What we're talking about universally getting your stuff out there is like, I do comedy, but if the church doesn't give me an opportunity, I can go to a retirement home And that's outside the church, but I can preach the gospel in the retirement home. If the church won't give me a chance, don't get mad at the church and get hurt and walk away. I'll go over to the high school and say, hey, you guys, I'm a vendor. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm approved as a vendor. Can I come in? Yeah, you can come in and pour into these kids' lives. Okay, great. We have to stop saying that, well, nobody in the world wants to use me. The church won't use me. You're wasting time. You need to rise up. And step out of the boat or the yacht or whatever it is. It was the, it, was, it was the boat in in, in 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 the New Testament. It may be the yacht today, but whatever it is that you're in, step out of it and 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 say, "Hey, by faith, I'm gonna walk by faith and not by sight. I'm gonna take this spiritual gift that God has given me to prophesy, to evangelize, and I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna impact the world. And I guarantee you, the people that told you no, they'll have a front row seat watching your success on social media." Amen. Amen. Oh my gosh. So much I want to say about that. Uh, Preparing for what you're praying for. That's something I say all the time. And so like for me, as I was stepping out into, actually I had my own, I had a ministry with my best friend for a few years and I created a website because I knew just, I had a stirring in my spirit that God was calling me out into my own thing. And so I was preparing my own website before God ever released me from the other ministry that I was part of. But when it came time, like it was ready. And so preparing, like whatever that looks like, like you said, every idea I get from the Lord, I throw it in my phone on my notes or whatever. And so, and I did the same thing with my comedy over the last two years, just writing down ideas as Holy spirit dropped them in my spirit. And so that yes, incredible. And then not waiting for, for opportunities, like creating them, allowing the Lord to give you wisdom on that, obviously. But like, I personally have had so many women, I can't even tell you. And it's, it's, it's a fun thing to navigate when you're in the public eye, but I've had so many women that have came to me and honestly, it, it gets rooted in a spirit of jealousy. So be careful of that. Cause Galatians five talks about the, the works of the flesh and jealousy is one of them. Yeah. And, and I've had so many women come to me almost angry because they have had prophetic words for years that they've been supposed to do the things I'm doing. There is a space for everybody. Like I, Uh, That was one of my hesitations. Even when I started my podcast, I was like, well, who needs another podcast? There's so many podcasts out there, but no one's going to communicate the heart of God in the unique way that I do. And so my voice is still needed. And so realizing that the world needs what you bring to the table first and foremost, but then also like not comparing our paths to other people's being able to cheer each other on and champion each other because 
I didn't same way. Like I, I have had opportunities. Like I said, I just ministered last Sunday at my church and different things, but most of what I've done has been in that back to the secret place. Like the Lord puts on my heart, Hey, contact this person, do an event, schedule a women's conference, do this, do that and whatever. And just allowing him to order my steps because that's biblical and letting Mm -hmm. him open those doors. And he's been very clear with me. Like, don't ever try to kick doors down for yourself. I will open the doors for you. And he has, and he's been so faithful with that. But I've encountered that. I don't know if you have two, but just but and women sometimes wear a different ball game. And it's like, Ooh. so <laughs> whole like, nother oh. level, Janice, whole nother level. <laughs> I'm just like, seriously, like, uh, because just because I'm saying yes to God and living it out and people are seeing it publicly doesn't mean that you can't too. And so, yeah, I feel like yeah. we've done a great job empowering and encouraging people. Yes. I'm just, I am so passionate about that and just seeing people live in the fullness of of everything that God has for them, the plans and purposes God has. And, and I know I've shared this in the past, but, and it might sound a little like creepy or whatever, but like, I, I will drive by cemeteries at times. And I will think to myself, how many of those people went to the grave with the gifts God gave them and never did anything with them. And I am like so passionate about seeing the golden people and calling that out and just empowering people to live in that space that God has for them so that they use everything God gave them. There's a quote by Irma Bombeck and I quote it all the time. It's my favorite. I have it printed out in my house and it says, when I stand before God, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left inside of me. And I could say, I used everything you gave me. And that is like my heart and passion is just to pour it all out to him, to give him everything. And what that looks like for me, isn't going to look the same for others, but we have to be people who are encouraging and empowering each other because it's all about the kingdom. It's not about Janice. It's not about Leon. It's not about Mm -hmm. you as listeners. Like it's about him. And if we keep that our perspective and it's like, what's our goal here? And we talked about that earlier. What's our goal here? Is it to advance our lowercase kingdom or is it to advance his kingdom? And when we keep it about him, that's when the favor of God comes and the door opens because when we are faithful with little, he'll give us more. And so I see that on your life too. Just you've been faithful with the little that God's given you and he's going to continue opening doors for you and I'm excited to watch it I'm excited that we somehow connected through social media because God is good and just I bless everything you're doing I just think it's incredible likewise likewise God is so good and I'm just excited and thanks again to Janice for the opportunity because like I said before you know just and and I'll keep it brief this time around this uh you know when, when we just listen to the voice of God I mean we can't go wrong we can't, you know, he's not going to ever steer us in the wrong direction. Like you will call one place and they may say no, but then three other places that say yes. And so I just want to encourage the listeners, man, don't get discouraged. Don't tap out Don't Rocky for your career by throwing in the towel too soon. Like you got to finish that fight so you can finish well in the end. Keep fighting every single day. And when I say that, that's for your your family, for your uh, your friends, you know, for your career, for your relationship with God. Keep fighting, man. We're working this thing out. We're working salvation out with fear and trembling daily. So as long as we continue to do that and keep God first, I always end my shows on stage with like love God, love people. You know what I'm saying? Like that right there, you can't go wrong. You love God. You love people. I mean, you are on your way to success in the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Amen to all of it. I'm just, my heart's full. (laughs) This has been such a good conversation. (laughs) Uh, Leon the Jokester, can you tell people how they can stay connected with you? And then would you end our podcast praying for our listeners? Yes, absolutely, Janice. So thanks again for the opportunity. And uh, again, um, you know, my tour manager, Kevin Whitaker, we we kind of like made this thing up about like at the end of interviews, we always tell people, man, like follow me, follow me. And uh, we say like, oh, uh, what if the people don't follow? It's all good because the most important thing, we want people to follow Jesus Christ. So uh, if you follow find me on social media, follow me. But if you don't, oh, well, but you know, with that being said, for those that do want to follow uh, on Facebook, uh, I have two Facebooks. I have a comedian, Leon the Jokester page. And then I also have a Leon Pearly page um, uh, under my, my real name. And so if you're on Facebook, you can follow me there. Instagram, again, you can type in Leon the Jokester. Twitter, type in Leon the Jokester, you know, and uh, we're going to go from there. I don't do the TikTok just yet. I'm still trying to learn how to dance for for God like King David. And then and then I'll get a a TikTok page. But until then, I'm going to let the young generation, Gen, Gen Z, do their thing. 
Um, shouts out to my son, uh, uh, Jared. He's awesome. He's in the band for the school. He's doing uh, great things for the kingdom of God. Uh, shouts out to my wife, uh, Sarah Pearly, who's a great support factor. I mean, I just love doing uh, God's work, kingdom work. And so with that being said, uh, definitely follow us. My mom, again, if you're on Amazon, just type in Pat Pearly or Patricia Pearly, and I promise you, and Pearly is P-U-R-L-E-Y, so you definitely will be able to find her collection of books and uh, uh, so much more uh, to talk about, and we don't save that for part two, Janice. So I'm going to close in prayer. Uh, I always start my prayers off with Matthew 6, 33. Uh, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all those good things shall be added unto you. And so, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we just humble our hearts before you right now, Father God. And we just know, Father God, that if we come to you first, it doesn't say seek anybody else first, but your kingdom first. And so if we just learn to humble our hearts, Father God, and just seek you first, you already promised us all those good things will be added unto us, Father God. It's a true inheritance, Father God. A lot of people live for a, 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 a tangible inheritance when someone passes away. But how many people are going to raise their hands right now, Father God, and say, I want a spiritual inheritance. I want the kingdom of God to be in my life and to walk in the kingdom of God when I close my eyes here on earth. And I just pray right now, Father God, for every person that tuned in today that whatever their spiritual gifts um, may be, you know, I just pray, Lord, that you will spark a fire in their hearts to step out the, of the boat right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, and go forth. Isaiah chapter 6, you know, we raise our hands right now. Lord, send me, I'll go. And that's what the prophet Isaiah did. God sent him out back to a perverse generation. So the same way with us, Father God, we will go. We raise our hands boldly and we say, Lord, take us, lead us, guide us in these last evil days, Father God. And we will continue to do your work, which is a great work in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for Miss Janice and her podcast, Father God, and every single thing she touches, Father God, that you will get the glory in her life, Father God, through her life, Father God, whether it's in Michigan or all around the world internationally, I speak that blessing unto her, Father God, right now, Father God, that she will go to the nations, Father God, and touch every life that she is called to touch. When you see her in the morning on her Facebook page saying, good morning, besties, that's coming from the spirit of God saying good morning to everybody from heaven in the name of Jesus Christ. And I just believe in closing right now, Father God, that you have greater things for your people. So everyone tuned in right now, repeat after me that you have greater things in the kingdom on the way. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.